Hello, everybody. Howdy. We are, we are Cinematic Suffering coming that at you. Us. Not live, pre-recorded. Um, geez, we should do like a, a live stream or something and uh, maybe talk about be cool. the same things that we usually talk about recorded, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're both pretty good at not spitting out horrible things that would get us demonetized <laughs> and canceled, so... <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Uh, we're very self-aware and conscious yes, about that. Yes, so, guys, I am Jason. That I'm is, Clay. that's Clay. Come and well, Clay, we just watched a a a, a nice little movie that was on yeah, Hulu. Yeah, a little a little ditty called "No One Will Save You." No one will save you. It was uh, written and directed by Brian Duffield, and uh, also yes, written and directed. I was just about to say that, and. Uh, <laughs> He was also directed the 2020 dark comedy Spontaneous, and he boasts the writing credits on Love and Monsters, Underwater, and The Babysitter, which I quite enjoyed also. Yep. So. The film stars Miss uh, Caitlin Dever as Bryn, and it's, there's a lot of other ancillary characters, but the film focuses on her. This is definitely Bryn's movie and Bryn's story. Right. Um, so let, let's talk a little bit about Brian Duffield. Um so you did mention he he did write and direct I think the babysitter and the sequel to that. Uh, he wrote it. He he's got writing credits on that. Writing I don't credits. believe okay. that he directed it. He did direct uh, Spontaneous though. Okay, I haven't seen Spontaneous. I've seen Underwater. I've seen both babysitter films. Uh, he also did Love and Monsters. I think he wrote on Love he and did. Love. And uh, I really enjoyed those films. Underwater, I was a little mm, iffy on. I'm not a really f a big fan of Kristen Stewart, so maybe that was detracting from my enjoyment of that film. Yeah. Um, but the babysitter was really enjoyable. Love and monsters. I really liked, and I thought, Oh, uh, no one will save you. I thought this was going to be kind of a one-off for our channel. Usually we're like, we pick specific movies that we know will probably be bad. And this, this was a little bit different this time around. We, I, yeah. this, this just came out on Hulu and I thought, Oh, let's give this a try. And it may be good that you know we'll, we'll sit there in silence in our watch through <laughs> by the way guys if uh, uh please check out our watch through of this yes it, absolutely it, it gets crazy um uh, we thought we'd be silent through the whole thing because you know maybe it's a little more enjoyable but you know we wound up talking a lot of trash on the film. <laughs> it's a, uh, you know, it's a lot more enjoyable when you opt into that. Uh, so to sit in a room with people doing that, you would want to kill them. But uh, if you're doing it, you know, if you know what you're getting into, it can be a lot of fun. We sat there and crack wise at it. And that's what we do. We're big fans of uh, folks like the MST3K crew and the Rift Tracks folks and other folks that, that have been inspired by similar stuff. So, why not us too? So that's right. kind of the approach that we took to it. Yeah, and I, I thought Brian Duffield, like I said, just from his writing credits alone, and the fact that he wrote this movie, that oh, we would see something that would be a little bit more original and have a little more, I don't know, pizzazz to it, uh, some twists and turns that we weren't expecting. But because they pretty much introduced the aliens right off the bat, there is no secrecy, there is no wow. big reveal. It's like. Boom, here they are for the next hour and a half. We're going to see them chasing our lead character, uh, Bryn, throughout the town and the house. Yeah, and the trailer pretty much tells you the same thing. It's not a uh, it's not a big spoiler, and you're probably going to hear spoilers through this, so just yeah, war spoiler warning in place. Um, 
the trailer pretty much spells it out for you that this is an alien invasion story and you barely have a chance to meet Bryn. You get the sense right off the bat that she's been alienated. She's kind of ostracized from the neighborhood. She, people look at her oddly and, and she just generally feels unwelcome and, and people are hostile in the town right. towards her. And it, right from that into the aliens are smashing in my front door and trying to harass me. Right. Yeah. I mean, it starts off in, uh, I'm not going to just total bag on this movie. There are things I really liked about it. I, I, I enjoyed the, this weird kind of old school atmosphere of Bryn's home that, yeah. you know, we get a sense that this is a home that's not modern. And that's why I thought it took place. Maybe in a, it's like a period piece that took place. That's taking place in 1974 yeah. or, you know, the early eighties or maybe even later, earlier than that. Um, because there was an old school style of the the wardrobe and you know rotary phones and yeah and it you know it turns out to be a modern thing because we later see uh Bryn visiting her mother in the graveyard and we see that she died in 2019 so and i i would have liked it a little bit more if they had just left that one little thing out and and, and if they had kind of just let us think because if you had taken that out there's nothing in there that would have uh kind of given it away that it's a contemporary movie right or, or placed in a contemporary time frame no you're right yeah it it, it would have worked it, it would have worked perfectly even better like than you know placing it into modern times here that yeah i think it would have worked even more been more effective back then if they had placed it but uh yeah so we start off with bren and we know with we start seeing unusual behavior from the neighbors because we don't know exactly what happened. We don't, we don't find out what exactly happens until the very end. Yeah. And so the, even the USPS guy is, you know, kicking her package, and <laughs> pushing it down the road. And he's like, woo, fuck your package. And <laughs> yeah. Like here's your commemorative Dolly Parton plates. That just <laughs> you just hear, <laughs> <laughs> I keep thinking of Ace Ventura, the very opening scene where he's bringing that package in. <laughs> Yeah, like the guy's kicking it, like it's comic, like it's it, it's weird. I, it has a, it has trouble kind of finding its tone in a way because it's it almost feels kind of lighthearted and dark comedy, but then it doesn't really it, it doesn't really let the audience know what how you're supposed to feel about it. Which yeah, you know, I'm sure I'm sure Brian Duffield would say, well, that was intentional, that was my intention, but eh, I don't know if it really works all that well. Yeah, and. I, I, I did want to know what happened. We we kind of we for one thing, we have to say that there is no dialogue in this movie at all. The that the lead character, Bryn, uh, she says nothing. No no other characters say anything. So this is pretty much a, a a silent movie almost. I mean, there's there's noises and everything, explosions, but screams and, and gasps and stuff. But yeah, it it, yeah. it it it's very odd because that was obviously a very uh intentional creative choice that he made yeah. but why is she so silent i maybe i talk to myself too much but if i'm <laughs> in any situation if you leave me alone in the house and you bug the house you're going to hear words coming out of me. right yeah no one just walks around not say i mean you know you, you stub your toe or you say you know or you're cursing something bad <laughs> happened or you know you're you know you're always saying something i guess i did appreciate the fact that we don't hear her saying, okay, Bryn, what are we going to do next? And she's, you know, talking herself through what she's going to do, you know, and I, I did appreciate that because it is a little hokey in movies like this 
where they try to use that gimmick of not using any dialogue. So, yeah. And this is one of those things where if you're not paying attention really to the movie, because they give a lot of clues throughout the movie, the, the, the movie is packed with things that if you don't, if you miss it while you're watching, you know, if you look off to the side or look off your phone or whatever, that you're going to miss certain clues of what her life is like and, uh, what's kind of been happening? We don't like I said. We don't get the big reveal of what happened until the very end, but it does yeah. kind of give you clues as to what's happening in this character's life. Yeah, I, it's it's very thought out, and um, you know, one thing I'll say about it is that you could <laughs> one of the I, I'm sure a lot of horror fans agree with this is is one of the biggest sins that a horror movie can make is that if it's boring, we understand that a lot of movies need. Uh, you know, a time to build up and, and time to kind of simmer and, and build tension. But this one's almost the opposite sin to where <laughs> they just throw like immediately there's there's yeah. jittery aliens that are smashing the door in and they just it's harassing this poor girl. <laughs> yeah, like 10 minutes into the movie, we already we're already thrust into this. And, you know, I'm not complaining about that, that at all. But you remember, no. I, I don't know if you remember about 30 minutes in, though. All this shit is happening to her, and I'm already exhausted pretty much by yeah. this point. I'm like, what? We've got an hour more. What the <laughs> fuck are they going to do? You know, it, you're going to throw her from one side of the house to the other. Uh, that's pretty know. much what happened. Just being chased, thrown, <laughs> gagged, the, the alien creatures shoved down her throat, uh, <laughs> odd dream sequences. And, and I'm not, I'm not going to really complain about that uh, because it was really cool that they did pretty much come right off and just start got they got the action it's not a slow burn movie at all no. it's just pure adrenaline throughout the thing so I, I again i appreciated that but i will say like i said that 30 minutes in i was just kind of exhausted going i don't know what else this girl's going to be able to fucking endure <laughs> yeah I, I i would have liked it a little bit more if there had been kind of a uh the tension the, the calm before the storm like uh the tom we compared it to <laughs> the tom cruise war of the worlds movie and you know i'm sure people have their problems with that movie i rewatched it not too many years back and there's a couple it's it, there's some scenes that are accidental comedy now yeah. but uh like running five feet ahead of the giant explosions that are yeah that, that he <laughs> manages to avoid but um one thing i really liked about that movie well and steven spielberg i mean <laughs> you know say no more about that but he they did a great job of like you know showing this guy's life and showing the interaction with this family and showing how it you know how the town felt before all hell breaks loose and there's right. that nice little contrast that with this it's, it's like you get just a, a moment of of reflection and then bam yeah you're the only things you kind of see are are Bryn writing a letter to this person named Maud. And uh, she and the, if you don't read what she's writing, if you miss that part, you know, you can see where she says, um, I'll never forgive myself for what I, you know, for what I've done, you know. Okay. And, and so. So obviously I'm thinking she's done something really horrible and we kind of we find out later that, you know, this mod is her best friend and that. They were 12 years old when this incident happened. Whatever happened, it happened at 12 years old, and we learned that Maud is dead because we do see her grave. Another grave reveal of dates, <laughs> so we know how old she was and when she died from 2000 to 2012. So, yeah, and it's it's and it's one of these things that 
it was it's really kind of odd that everybody in the town hated this girl over yeah. this accidental death and because it <laughs> i mean for one thing 12 years old and it just it just that part was kind of took me out of it a little bit it was like that's why everybody hates your gut so bad and the whole town i mean it's it's yeah. a little bit tough to, to but i mean amongst the movie where everything is just kind of tough to <laughs> yeah yeah no you, you bring up a good point that the the town the entire town does not like her they're holding a grudge against something she did when she was 12 years old yeah and it's it it, 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 I was just thinking, what kind of town holds grudges like that on, on a twelve-year-old on a girl? And then I was thinking, what the hell happened? And that's where that's where you know the reveal at the end. You find out what what does happen. We'll we'll talk about that later. But it, yeah. it you know, just having a parent spit in your face. <laughs> you know, that was a scene where the, a parent spit in our hero's face, and you're like, okay, what the what is going on? Why do people hate her so much? And I don't I don't think it kind of equal up to no it, it i didn't buy the reasoning behind it that much it was, it was kind of <clears> odd i thought just thought of something and it escaped me it'll come back to me it'll come back yeah i mean we were comparing this film <clears throat> pretty much the entire way through like oh this reminds me of this reminds me of slither uh, uh yeah night, slugs we brought up slugs slugs night of the creeps signs obviously um home alone even <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I thought I, was, I, I just remembered what I was going to say. Like it, it, it would have made more sense to me if, if instead of just outright contempt, she was just kind of misunderstood. And if she was maybe neurodivergent or something, which would kind of explain yeah. why she's, um, why she doesn't speak that much that we yeah. kind of come up with a reason for why she, you never hear a peep out of the girl. Like, right. <laughs> but I, I I think I would have related to that one more if maybe she was autistic or something or right, you yeah. know, just just different in, in some kind of way probably would have helped us connect with the character because even though she was in this this um, in peril for the whole movie and you you're supposed to empathize with her about that they didn't give you a whole lot to to kind of connect with her as a character of Brent. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm not sure the sympathy for the or the empathy that that I was supposed to feel for her wasn't really coming through just because we didn't really know a lot about her from the from the outset. And uh, other than the few reveals we see, um, I guess we, we can show some empathy for a person who's getting assaulted by aliens. Uh, we wouldn't <laughs> want to be in that situation for sure. No, they're just, they, <laughs> what I, I, what was making me laugh as we were watching it is like, they seem like they're, they're dangerous. I don't want to kind of under, you know, kind of undermine the fact that they were dangerous and and, and a threat, but they seemed more obnoxious and just <laughs> just next level rude more than anything. It's like knock, you know, <laughs> just yeah. come into my house. And, well, and, but, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, they, they were inconsistent, right? Yeah. The, so we have we obviously see different kinds of aliens, and they're all kind of that 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 the gray alien that we're used to seeing from movies and from area 51 stuff that, that the typical grays, but they're all different kind of sorts of grays. You got the gray who has the humongous long arms and legs, who seems like the big monster of them all. You got the small little gray who has like the sharp claws. Yeah. And then you got the regular grays. You look like the more intelligent grays. Maybe they have the more psychic things that happen that they can perform. 
It almost and, makes me wonder if they uh, if they just went to some video game company and said, "Hey, can we have whatever models that you made for your video game? Because if you <laughs> if you're going to do a first person shooter, you can't have be shooting just one kind of alien. They've have to right, have right. So they probably and I've heard this this film was relatively low budget, which is kind of surprising because it looked fantastic. It's yeah, a, a really nice looking movie. Um, but I. I I joke, but I kind of wonder if they did that. If somebody said, you know, we've got some stock aliens yeah. that we can give you the models for. <laughs> so you don't have to build them from scratch. Shit, man. You you might have a point there because if anything, the, the CGI aliens were the weakest point of this movie. And yeah, they weren't, they were all kind of forgettable. They, they didn't seem very, even though they were threatening, they, I wasn't really like, eh, I wasn't, I, I didn't feel anything when I saw them. Yeah. And I, you know, for such a low budget movie, usually these low budget movies tend to not show the creatures right off the hand. It's like yeah. it's always like the corner of the eye. The the hero sees them, but we don't see them. And it's that build up. And you remember signs. Yeah. Like, you know, when you finally see the alien in signs, you know, it's a shocking moment. But it, yeah. it's only about it's only about an hour into the movie that you finally see it on that videotape that they're watching. Yeah. So and that was a high budget movie that at the time so this is just it it was just a weird decision just to hey let's just show them the aliens and well lit and everything you get to see (laughs) you get to see every every one of their weird little finger toes that they walk around (laughs) i thought their i thought their tactics were odd we there's there's (laughs) moments where they're just tearing doors down ripping the place apart chasing her and then there's other times when they're like opening a doorknob and walking in i'm like (laughs) Well, what changed? Can't you just blow the fucking thing off its hinges and rip up the bed? Because you know where she is. Well, and, uh, you know, shout out to Mr. H. I just watched one of his videos where he explains the ending, and it, it, which was helpful to me because I was like, yes, somebody please explain to me what you what what you got out of, of the ending or how you interpreted it. And his um, his spin on it or his take on it was that the whole movie was basically, you know, Bren is alienated and you know no pun intended yeah no pun intended uh ostracized from the town and the aliens grew to empathize and understand her especially after they made her swallow a uh, a brain control bug that she then later coughed up yeah i think that that's that was the turning point where they were like oh you know you're we we get it you you know, like no one understands us either. And it's like, well, yeah, you're rude. You smash into people's houses. You, <laughs> you invade you, planets. <laughs> yeah, you, you force feed them mind control bugs. You guys are just supremely obnoxious. Yeah, I I was watching. I don't know if you've heard of Amanda the Jedi, but uh, she had a pretty good take on it herself. Oh, OK. Um, OK, well, let's jump to the end real quick. OK, so we get the big reveal. And again, this is spoilers, guys. If you don't want to hear it, just turn it off and go watch spoiler. the movie. Come back. So, the spoiler of what happened was that her and her best friend had some kind of argument. We don't know what the argument was about. And her best friend pushes. This is when they're twelve years old, by the way. Her best friend pushes her down, and Brent is so angry and upset at her friend that she grabs a rock and just swings without even thinking, and slams her best friend in the head with a rock and kills her. Pretty much, and it's an accidental death. You know, it wasn't meant, but she did it out of anger, and now the whole town hates her. You know, years later, even after the incident, that you know, and and then somehow the aliens are simple. That this is where it just 
it, it fell really, really flat for me because yeah. I was trying to understand why the aliens spared her, why they, why they singled her out, because the rest of the town and we assume the rest of the world is taken over by these alien brain things that have turned everyone into <laughs> happy zombies where they're waving yeah. and compliant. And, yeah. yeah. So it's like no one else in the world, the entire world has suffered something even more grave or horrible that they <laughs> did they only spare her is she the only one that accidentally killed someone i mean i've accidentally killed plenty of people <laughs> just today i mean just today i mean it was it's manslaughter but you know whatever <laughs> but it's accidental i mean the, the <laughs> you know the, the point is is that my neighbors still like make eye contact and wave when i'm taking them yeah it's but you know so and basically she's Bryn is happier because everybody in the town is no longer judgmental and they they accept her now which is uh, okay i i it's an it's an interesting idea and it's it's different but it's 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 a lot to ask of the audience it's just it's very you know and it's like okay so i'm glad that you're happy but the rest of the world is now a bunch of brain dead zombies zombies right <laughs> yeah it, it's it, it's a weird take and I, I i just thought the the ending was weak because i think at the end when we watched through it we we're both wondering well is she infected does she have the brain thing but i, I don't think she did i think no. they, they the alien spared her and that's what i was just racking my brain why 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 so the ending didn't work for me um I think with a lot of these films that we watch, I, I don't understand why endings are just so hard to nail for a lot of these things. They're hard to land. I mean, it's one one thing I will give this one is, and this the ending, from what I understand, is is very not very. I don't want to say very, but it's pretty controversial in the fact that opinions are split. It's not controversial as in I'm offended. It's 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 just people are very split on if they like it or don't like it. Um, right. I'm. I I'm, I'm a little bit, you know, conflicted about it, honestly. Like, I think it's, it's an interesting take. I think that it's, it was um, pretty creatively ambitious that they, they went that direction with it. Yeah. I, and I think it's, I think it's neat that um, I, we end up saying this a lot. I think it's, it's one thing I love about horror is that they kind of just let the creative people do what they want and they don't tinker with it and screw with the movie that much. Cause there's, right you know like in the context of hollywood big budget movies these things don't cost that much so they're just like just whatever if it doesn't make money we don't have that much to lose and if it does great because we didn't put that much into it so they just leave the creative team alone which you don't see that in in yeah. these big tentpole movies at all they you have so much studio interference and they meddle with it and test it with audiences and tweak things and reshoot it to the point to where it's just pointless to even see it it's just bland because it's it's trying to appeal to too wide of an yeah. audience no i uh, i know i kind of began this review we're saying it was a it was a dud but you know it's not a complete dud it's not a it, it, there's some there are things i did really thoroughly enjoy about it um i did like the the kind of the gimmick of no one talking uh, i i think we caught on to that probably around 15 minutes in we're like okay yeah. i don't i think this is where they're going and then we're wondering is anyone else going to talk but nope no one else in the movie talked so i thought that was a kind of a cool gimmick um the it was shot very well i i have to give props to uh caitlin deaver uh because she 
was amazing in this. She just she carried it, and she did very well. Um, uh, I she she the only thing I recognize her from is from Hulu's uh, series called Dope Sick with Michael. Oh, okay. And she played a, a an addict in that that show, and she was amazing in it. So it, it was cool to see her switch it up a little bit. She's definitely a good actor. I kind of wonder if this movie was inspired at all by uh, All Is Lost, starring uh, Robert Redford. It's a, in a way, it's kind of a similar movie. It's that doesn't involve aliens, but it's Robert Redford alone on a sailboat that's that's sinking and having problems, and it's almost as wordless. He mutters to himself, and he's just right. like, but it's mostly just watching him try to deal with this situation. So I kind of yeah. wonder if, if that they drew inspiration from that. Yeah, it's a good question. I, I, I need to see that. It sounds pretty cool. It's a good movie. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the, I think overall, it's an enjoyable movie. It's not, it's not without its flaws. I mean, the CGI, the 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 inconsistency of the alien attacks. Yeah. That you know, are a little off putting. And then the ending is just you know, it. I didn't feel the ending. I I think, I think it was cool. I think it was a cool idea, um, but I just don't think it worked after everything that happened, you know, I think they could have set it up a little bit better, yeah. but you know, like if you've already got a Hulu subscription or if you're sharing your password with your family or something, <laughs> it's definitely worth your time to watch. Yeah. It's yeah. Definitely... It's one of those things where you can say, you're not going to be bored watching this movie. No, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, that is about it for our review of no one will save you. Um, thank you all for joining us. And if you've made yes. it this far, Make click sure, like yeah. Make sure you click the like button, leave a comment below, and subscribe to the channel. Uh, I still have to come. We still yeah, have tell us with... what you want to, uh, what you want us to review next, and we'll take you up on that. Absolutely. And if you're listening on to any of your favorite podcasting locations, whether it's Spotify, Apple, Amazon, please leave us a five star review if you would be so kind. And uh, I guess that's about it. I don't have, we don't have an outro yet, so let's come up with a a random outro on how we're going to end this episode. Watch bad movies, even if they're good. No, that one's terrible. Uh, mm, let's see. How about, oh no, that's not going to work. That's horrible. See, I can't even get it. How about that? Watch bad movies, even if they're not good. More, oh, more bad or goodies or movie goodies. There you go. More bad or goodies are even movie goodies. <laughs> okay. Well, that'll stick. That'll definitely stick. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much. <laughs> I'm Jason. I'm Clay. And have a good weekend or week or wherever you're at. <laughs> Whenever you watch this, get out of my face. Go. Yeah. Bye. Peace.